probe. Probe? Always believe in your probe. You've got the power to probe. You're indestructible. Always believe it. Unless you've taken a hashtag probe. But that's why we are here. We are But It Was Aliens. The number one in some countries extraterrestrial comedy podcast. I am Moonwalker and he is Greybeard. We're two former MIB agents. Don't let the fact that we got kicked out deter you. We got kicked out because we wanted to bring you the truth. To help keep you safe and to arm you with the knowledge to probe them before they probe you. I've got this song stuck in my head. (laughs) It's called Gold. Never heard of it. No? No. How does it go? But you said gold. I did. Uh, you asked me how it went, not what it's called. <laughs> Dickhead. So sometimes I will hype an episode saying it's definitive proof. This <laughs> time, I'm not going to do that. I'm telling you from the jump, this was Aliens. I'd normally end the episode here and peace us out, but I feel the heat from the sceptical laser beams coming from Greybeard over there. So I feel like I may have to do my job and convinces sceptical ass. You've you've used big words here. <laughs> Probe. <laughs> you're, ass. you're saying it's aliens before you've even started. You know that's going to make me think it's definitely not. Well, Papa's got a brand new probe. The case I bring you wonderful people today sees us visiting the Anglican Mission Village. Of Bo and I, Papua <laughs> New Guinea. I'm glad this is your episode. <laughs> In 1959, the Anglican Church had decided to send Father William Booth Gill to lead the mission, if he chooses to accept it. But what he saw whilst there would certainly change his views and what he would accept forever. Forever? Forever. Willie Gill. Willie Gill. <laughs> It's 1959 and Bill Gill is a priest charged with either setting up or leading a missionary church in Papua New Guinea. In the summer of 59, Bill's assistant Stephen Moy told him that he'd seen an inverted saucer-shaped object hovering above the mission. It went inverted. Bill (laughs) took note but thought nothing of it. On April 9th, he saw a stationary white light twice on that same night himself although strange he still dismissed it as rumors picked up from people bill deemed reliable he decided to report back so willie didn't want to be seen as a bit of a nut job but once other people started he felt safe he was like willie was secure he felt protected he had a shield (laughs) i have a copy of the letter that he wrote to david jury i have a question how big is willie (laughs) you're a childish little bitch sometimes I don't know how big Willie is (laughs) I have a copy of the letter that Big Willie wrote to David Jury who was the acting principal of St. Aidan's College this place trained the future teacher evangelists and was located at Dagura which is 25 kilometres east of where Big Willie was. 
I've actually made my eyes water <laughs> laughing at you saying Willie over and over. Such a kid. You really are. Oh my gosh. And this is the letter. There have been quite a number of reports over the months from reliable witnesses. The peculiar thing about these most recent reports is that the UFOs seem to be stationary at Bowenai, or to travel from Bowenai, a beautiful location currently captured by pioneer Australian photographer Frank Hurley in 1921. I saw myself a stationary white light twice on the same night on April 9th. The assistant district officer Bob Smith and Mr. Glover have seen it. Mr. Glover? Not Donald. Damn it, continue. And not Danny. That was my next question. <laughs> continue. I do not doubt the existence of these things, but my simple mind still requires scientific evidence before I can accept the from outer space theory. I am inclined to believe that probably many UFOs are more likely some form of electric phenomena or perhaps something brought about by the atom bomb explosions etc. That Stephen should actually make out a saucer could be the work of the unconscious mind as it's very likely that at some time he has seen illustrations of some kind in a magazine. It is all too difficult to understand for me. I prefer to wait for some bright boy to catch one to be exhibited in Martin Place. Yours, Doubting William. Doubting William? That's not his name, is it? He's not called no. Doubting. So they think that, or this gentleman, the doubter, believes that it's probably electric. Big Willie. Oh no, Big Willie is reporting it, isn't he? Oh wait, Big Willie didn't write this, did he? Yeah, this is his letter. Oh, I completely got mixed up on the names here. Big Willie, William, Bill. Oh, uh, sorry, no, that's because uh, when you read it out, you signed it off Doubting William, and I thought William was the surname, and he'd put Doubting oh. like Mr. William rather than Willie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so set in my mind on his name being Willie. Oh, that's why I paused for so long. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, so Willie is quite reasonable. Mm-hmm. So he's not Like convinced. more than you would think. Yeah, everyone's thinking it's a saucer around him. Is he reasonable or is he playing it safe? Is he thinking <laughs> in his head, oh my God, it's nearly enough. But did we not say but, earlier that he, that Big Willie was protected? That's why he said he saw it. <laughs> so he's saying he so saw it, but he's still a little bit nervy. <laughs> so what you're saying is um, the protection might not be 100%. No, no. He's a bit, still feels slightly unprotected. Vulnerable. He's worried that if he says flat out that it's aliens, people are going to judge him. So he's on board. He knows he saw something and he's on board with saying he saw something. But he doesn't quite have the balls as yet. Willie doesn't have balls. I've actually not heard of this. I've got no idea where this is going. Unless it's got some sort of other name towards the end. Less than 24 hours later, he wrote another letter. Dear David. That's a quick turnaround. Very. (laughs) What happened in these 24 hours? (laughs) Once we've read this letter, we need to establish what happened. Dear David. Life is strange, isn't it? Yes. Yesterday I wrote you a letter expressing opinions regarding the UFOs. Now, less than 24 hours later, I have changed my views somewhat. Oh, they got to him. Last night, we at Bo and I experienced about four hours of UFO activity, and there is no doubt whatsoever that they were handled by beings of some kind. At times, it was absolutely breathtaking. Here is the report. Cheers, 
convinced Bill. <laughs> convinced Bill. P.S. Do you think Pete Moresby should know about this? If people think it is worthwhile, I will stand the cost of a radio conversation if you care to make out a comprehensive report from the material on my behalf. Changed his mind. He changed his mind because he saw more. So we've got two days of activity here. And think of how significant that evidence must have been for him to change his mind so quickly. Where was this again? Papua New Guinea. Okay, they Papa's probably got a brand new bear. They probably don't see the aurora there. Or a guinea pig. <laughs> I was trying. I'm trying to think at the moment of what it could be to rule out. So, is there an airfield nearby? <laughs> <laughs> okay, certainly interesting. I like how he's gone from doubting Willie convinced. to convinced Willie. He's gone from kind of limp on the matter to erect in his opinion that it's aliens you really are a child at times aren't you what do you mean so gil was outside gil is big willy by the way yeah i'm wondering why i haven't made fish references so far i've gone for the easy target (laughs) (laughs) i need to aim higher this case is a bit fishy (coughs) bell end see now you're making dick references (laughs) to you (laughs) Gil was outside when he spotted a bright light to his northwest. With rumours of UFOs, some of the villagers and missionaries went over and started looking into the sky with Gil. What they saw was a disc-shaped object about the size of five full moons strung together. Bloody hell. The moon as if you're seeing it from Earth, not if the moon was physically within our atmosphere. Yeah, but five moons together is bloody big. It had a wide base which tapered up to a higher deck and four legs were visible underneath it. It was hovering over the mission. What happened next is going to blow your mind, son. Big words. Four beings proceeded (laughs) to exit the craft and work on it as if something was broken. Ooh, I'm so happy. (laughs) Mind blue. Don't go that far. These beings... Mind blue. <laughs> These beings, from what they could see, looked similar to humans. They would go in and out of the craft at regular intervals, possibly to collect tools. Every now and then, a blue light could be seen above the craft. The craft was visible for about 45 minutes before vanishing into the clouds above. We have 38 sworn statements regarding this incident by the people present, and we also have a sketch by Big Willie. How the hell have I not heard of this one? 38 sworn statements. Who were the statements from? The villagers and people. What kind of village is this? A village? And it couldn't have been, an, oh, it's not in 59, it's unlikely to have been an airship, isn't it? Like a Zeppelin or something flying overhead. Could you see people getting out of a Zeppelin in the middle of the... Well, wouldn't they fall if they got out of the craft? If they were on a Zeppelin, yes. Well, on a craft they would, surely. On a typical craft, yes. No, any type of craft, gravity still you applies. Know? You can walk along the top. These people look like humans. They've not got jetpacks on or something. They're not. Outside the realms of... You can walk on something. Gravity Flying is not, in the air. It was stationary. Mm. Gravity's not going to take you... Like, if well, you're what I'm thinking, if they're looking at it from below, if they're seeing people work on it, they must be working on the underside of the ship, otherwise they wouldn't be visible to them. It's not directly underneath it. 
Well, they wouldn't be able to see them if they were directly on top of it. If you saw a disc in the air, for example, and someone's standing on it, and you're not directly underneath it, you would still be able to see them. You wouldn't be able to see the top of it if they were standing on top of it. Depends on the shape. How far away? How about you have a look at that picture that's right there in front of you? (laughs) (laughs) We can skip this whole argument. So we've got a picture of a disc with four figures on top of it. If this disc is as big as what they're saying it was, five moons strung together. I'm still querying being able to see people on top of that, even more so, actually. It does look quite human, doesn't it? And also, this craft is in the air and it's got landing legs out. That's interesting. Maybe there's a malfunction. Which is why they're working on the top of the craft. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how UFOs work. Yeah, to be fair, there could be some sort of mechanism up there. No windows to see out or anything like that. Again, I'm not saying you need that necessarily. It could be finding its array around in other ways. Interesting. Well, then they could be at the other side of the craft. We literally get to be seeing that. Front window, but no back, so to speak. It could make its array... Could have parking sensors. That's what I was going to say. It could have some sort of radar system or whatever, so it wouldn't need windows. I wasn't saying that was a requirement. Just interesting that it doesn't have it, because quite often in typical pictures of flying saucers, you see circular windows all around them, or at least a cockpit of sorts. So looking at the scale, they've described this as the size of five moons. Was it five or was it four? Five. Regardless, you've got four people working on the top of it. And if these four people laid down, they'd be nearly the length of the craft. So I think he's messed up the scale a little bit there. Probably. Mm. You can't expect it to be 100% to scale. I can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I need to hear more. It doesn't look like anything that I could blag off as military. But equally, I feel like I'd need to know more about the 38 witnesses. This extraordinary event did not end there, Mr. Greybeard. Oh, no, it did not. The night part two, The Craft Returns. (laughs) What would be the best movie title in this instance? Excluding the perfect one I just said. (laughs) The night part two. Bullshit. (laughs) Scoundrel. I'm trying to think of something to do with Willy. Now all I can think of is free bloody willy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go for illuminated willy, but I don't feel like that's my best work. Willy in the sky. Oh, but willy wasn't in the sky. No. So Gil says that they watched four figures appear on top of it, and he has no doubt that they were human. Two smaller crafts also appeared shortly later, one above them and another to the west of their location above some hills. These two crafts stayed stationary, however. Moon willy. On... <laughs> On top of the large craft, two of the figures appeared to be doing something. Wow, chicken, wow, wow. <laughs> they were squat. They were squatting. <laughs> they were squatting and dropping. They were spotted occasionally bending down and then raising their arms as if fixing something or setting something up, but they were unable to see what it was. One being on the top of the ship was standing and appeared to be looking down at them. So good old Bill lifts his arm and waves. The being waved back. What? (laughs) No. How would they know that a wave is a good thing if they're not human? So one of the others raised both arms and waved. The other two figures repeated his actions. These mother truckers are high. So both Gil and the other member... <laughs> He's got his member out. Ah, <laughs> oh, that got me. Uh, 
They both Gil and the other member raised both arms and waved. This time, all four of them waved back. All the mission boys apparently gasped, but Bill is unaware whether it was out of joy or surprise. It's possible it could be both and a whole lot more. At this point, there was no doubt in Bill's mind that their movements were acknowledged by those on the craft. Bill had sent someone to fetch him a torch, to which he decided he'd flash it at the craft as it had started to get dark. He sent a series of long dashes to the craft, which responded by swaying from side to side. Hold up. How does he know that the craft was responding? How does he know it wasn't just moving from side to side because they're working on it? It's quite possible it was. Fancy shining that light at something you don't know what it is. That could take that as a sign of war yep. and shoot them. Reminds me of that scene in um, Independence Day. Ah, uh, yeah. Crazy. That was a bad decision. Hmm. This is quite an outlandish story, isn't it? Don't you mean factual tale? <laughs> no. I feel like I could go down the pub and say that this happened, and I'd be pretty much on par with You'd Willie. You'd be telling the truth. Unless you were saying it happened to you, and I then could you say would be it lying. happened to me this afternoon. Yeah, then you'd be a liar. But there's nothing about you'd it. You'd be a charlatan. I'm looking for something to grasp onto at the moment. How Willie... about the truth? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Willie needs to give me something. Well, you just said you're trying to grasp onto some Willie. Yeah. <laughs> Can I continue? No. <laughs> I'm just thinking about waving and waving back. How far away was this thing? I can't remember. I don't think I did say, so I don't think it was recorded. They seem to be able to see a lot of detail. Something about it just isn't adding up for me at the moment. I hope he can give me some facts (laughs) as we move forward to pull me on board. The waving and torch flashing continued for a while, after which the craft slowly started getting bigger and bigger. This thing was moving closer towards them. Then it stopped. After a couple of minutes, the beings on board seemed to lose interest in the rabble below and either went back into the ship or carried on with whatever they were doing before. Five minutes later, so it was about 6.30 at this time, the situation hadn't changed, so Bill carried on as if they weren't there. He went straight back to his routine. What? Yep, straight back to what he was doing. If you've got an... But what you believe to be an alien floating over your head and you can see creatures, you are not going back to your routine. I knew there was a reason I wasn't on board with this. I really want to be. <laughs> no, if he believes that's aliens, he is staying there and watching that shit. It was 7pm and the craft had moved away slightly. So the remaining stragglers outside went into the church for the evening song and carried on as normal. What? No. You pricks. If you can see a freaking alien outside on top of a ship, you go get your ass a camera. They finished around 7.45. When they came out, they could barely see the craft due to the heavy cloud in the sky. So they continued as normal and went to bed. The following night, the craft would appear again. But this time, it brought friends. Seven of them to be precise. Bloody hell. Eight crafts hovering above the mission. Crikey. A huge explosion wakes up the inhabitants of the mission. Bill described it as ear splitting. He also says it was definitely not a thunderclap. When he checked the time, it was 10.40. They checked outside and they couldn't see anything. No signs of an explosion nearby, 
but when Bill looked up, there were four crafts circling the building high in the sky. When they checked the building the next day for damage, they found none. The father Bill Gill had built up quite a rep amongst his peers, so there was no reason to think that this was made up or a hallucination on Bill's part. Plus we have the witnesses sworn statements. These claims were taken very seriously. The RAAF made a formal investigation when questions were raised in Parliament. A little bit late. Bill wasn't interviewed by the RAAF until December that year. Two officers were sent out to interview Bill six months after the initial sighting. They took this so seriously. (laughs) Bill recalls that they spoke to him about planets and stars, then left. He heard nothing after that. So we can't remember really what they spoke to him about, just planets and stars. It was claimed that Reverend Gill was classed as a reliable observer by squadron leader F.A. Lang. But Lang stated that he felt the events were nothing more than natural phenomena coloured by past events and subconscious influences of UFO enthusiasts. Lang was like, These events were nothing more than natural phenomena, Balboa! That's a great Clubber Lang impression. (laughs) He also claims that the lights they saw were the planets Jupiter, Saturn and Mars. Who claims that, sorry? Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang reckons that what Bill saw were those planets. That's interesting. You wouldn't expect those planets to be five times the size of the moon in the sky, despite being obviously many times the size of the moon in real life. Perspective, we're a lot closer to the moon. Yeah, I don't know that I believe that's what they saw, unless these people were just exaggerating to high heaven. They saw Jupiter, Saturn and Mars! Balboa, I'm coming for you! (laughs) I was just thinking in my head, you can put Balboa on the end of any <laughs> sentence and shout it, and it's immediately clubberlang. <laughs> Try it. Now this is the part of the show where we turn to sceptics. Balboa! <laughs> <laughs> We're sceptics, Balboa! <laughs> oh, you're right. Famous UFO debunker Dr. Donald H. Menzel. Have we heard of him before? Yeah, we have. Quite a few times. There's so many, they all roll into one. So what are they doing with Willie? Well, Menzel decided to take a crack at this case. He had a crack at Willie. <laughs> he claims that because Billy Gill suffers from myopia, he probably didn't have his glasses on. So he mistook the planet Venus to be the craft. Okay, that's one that actually happens even today, to be fair. People often mistake Venus for a UFO. What of the other people that claim to see the crafts? Well, Menzel claims that the people from Papua New Guinea were ignorant native people that worshipped Gil and would believe anything that he told them. I feel like that's borderline offensive. I wouldn't say borderline, I'd say it. It just is. Bill allegedly was wearing his glasses that evening and he always knew where Venus was as he had pointed it out separately to the craft. I feel like that's quite an unusual thing to be... Hey guys, look, that one's Venus, that one's a UFO. (laughs) Or maybe someone went, well, could it possibly be Venus? And he goes, no, Venus is there. Gah! (laughs) (laughs) We then get onto the fact that Bill just carried on as if nothing was happening something this significant and he thinks meh 
and carries on with his day. Yeah, that's the worst part, isn't it? This has been answered by Big Willie himself, because as you can imagine, a lot of people were asking that question. So Big Willie explains that he didn't think it was a UFO at that point. He thought it was just something made by the Americans or by the Australians, and that if it had landed, then ordinary humans would have just got out of it. There is also an explanation out there that Bill and the others witnessed a false horizon and that what they saw was brightly lit squid boats and that the crew of the boat were waving at them. This, however, is negated by the fact that Bill explains that he saw the craft at a 30 degree elevation, which would mean that the boat would have had to have been atop a tidal wave. Still possible. <laughs> but if he was highly unprobable if he was experiencing a false horizon then that would impact upon his perception of elevation would it though yeah no it wouldn't because you would still look at that same elevation the false In horizon comparison to a false horizon changing, rather than the actual horizon isn't changing your angle well it is because you're it's you're angling from the false to, horizon rather than are you angling from where you're standing so if i was to stand and look forward and look 30 degrees up it wouldn't matter what's in front of me i'm still looking 30 degrees up from in front of me not 30 degrees up from what's in front of me it depends on where you are relative to your surroundings i would feel i feel that you're just trying to Use this false horizon <laughs> as part of your ploy to be a sceptical little bitch because you're a sceptical <laughs> little bitch. I feel like I'm less sceptical when they're more outlandish and crazy. <laughs> like, you can talk to me about a frog, man. And I'm like, yeah! I'm in! It's a frog! But yeah, something about this one from the start is just not... I haven't been able to go along with it. Dr. J. Allen Hynek. This one's definitely come up many times. An investigator that has come up <laughs> a few times within our files. Dr. Hynek investigated this case at great length. He decided to head to Papua New Guinea and investigate Ooh. the site himself. And he took his centre's top investigator with him, Alan Hendry. So he took it seriously. Did indeed. The two Allens concluded that the smaller objects that Bill saw were quite possibly bright stars and planets but mm. the sheer size and lack of movement over a prolonged period of time ruled out an astronomical explanation okay i was just thinking in my head that if this place wasn't very built up if there wasn't a huge amount of light it'd be really really easy to see the stars and they'd be a lot brighter and there'd be more of them in fact than what's visible where we are it's an interesting idea Dr. Hynek also interviewed Bill and read his reports rather than relying on third-hand information. The Allens also interviewed others that had reported seeing the craft that night and even did follow-up inquiries and interviews over time to see if anything had changed, if they'd remembered something else, or if they'd changed either their minds or their story. 14 years after the event, Dr. Hynek revisited Papua New Guinea and interviewed six of the initial witnesses. They all believed Bill and were still adamant that what they saw was a UFO. Bill, however, was still unsure about what he actually saw, but was sure that the events that transpired did transpire. He looked at the skepticism of his account as genuine attempts to find out what happened and didn't look at them as an attack on him or his character. Ah, Willie comes across quite reasonable at the end there but he said it was aliens in his letter he was like it's aliens i didn't say it was aliens he said it was a ufo but now he's saying that he but doesn't know what be. he saw 
a UFO because it's unidentified. Mm, it's a squid ship. And a false horizon, eh? <laughs> hey, you put it in the research notes. <laughs> you can't give me that and then be upset if I latch onto it. Okay, you're just latching on to be a prick. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> prick. Oh, if you don't say this is aliens, I'm going hard on you now. <laughs> 14 years. They left it 14 years before going back to ask them again. So I have two questions about that. One, if they interviewed six of the witnesses, what happened to the other 32? Are they alive? Did they say it's bullshit so they left them out of the study? I have no idea. Might not be alive. Might not live in the area anymore. Might not be able to contact them. I don't know. And were they going back 40 years later to try and prove that it was aliens or to try and disprove what was their motivation do not know that's a long time to leave it before thinking oh let's go back and have a little look i don't know if we've known them to do that or maybe they do it all the time we just haven't reported on it it's the first i've heard of it or Mm. come across it in a probe hashtag probe oh i wish i could hear bill talking can we call him up before we get to your conclusion i don't know the way you're looking at me (laughs) Bill has unfortunately passed away. Can we do a Ouija board? No. (laughs) But here's a picture of Bill in his later years taken from a lecture he performed. So he's performing lectures. Mm -hmm. So he's going around doing the alien circuit, making money on this. Don't think he was making money. You get who does lectures for free? I don't know. (laughs) that's not how being a lecturer works well if you gotta get paid you gotta get paid is he wearing a hoodie in this picture i don't know unfortunately where we're sat i've got the sun kind of on my screen okay the contrast in the the photo isn't great because obviously he's against a white screen yeah so he's in the darkness but the side of his face on either side looks obscured like he's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> Almost like he doesn't want to be seen there because he's indoors and he's got a hood up. You only do that if you're shoplifting or if you're hiding. Is this where the picture that you showed me earlier on was taken from? Or is he just drawn the same picture twice? I think it's it really... was taken from this. Okay. I was going to say that he's really sticking to his guns there. He's like not changing the story up at least, which is a positive sign. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about him, to be honest. I don't like the fact that he's going out and giving lectures on it. But equally, I do understand that if you generally did see something, then you'd want to tell the world, potentially. Think of it this way. If you saw something and then people were like, can you come and explain what you saw? Mm -hmm. Would you go and do it? I'm not sure that I would. If you were adamant in what you saw. Yeah, I'm just not sure I'd want to be on stage. (laughs) (laughs) What I'd probably do is to start a podcast talking about other people who see aliens to get the world's view on how they view them to see if it's safe for me to say that I saw an alien. Kind of to lube people up. Yeah. (laughs) I would lube people up. And then once I knew that it was safe, maybe I'd... Hashtag probe. Probe myself. (laughs) (laughs) But I might change my name. What would be a good name for me if I was probing myself? Maybe Bill something. Gil, maybe. Greybeard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this is quite a tough one. There is no more information. Shit. Is it? So basically, he's our only witness and we don't know anything about the other 37. So there's there, are 38 30, total. there are 39 total. Oh, I thought he was one of the 38. No. Okay, regardless. I would have liked to have had more about the other witnesses. I think when it's a one-person story, then you're always slightly tempted to look at other one-person stories we've covered. 
which have always been <laughs> interesting, shall we say. What do you think? You first. Okay, well, yeah, I've got my spider sense tingling, so I'm not saying that it was aliens, but it was not aliens. Did I nearly get you? Did I? No. Damn it. No, yeah. Um, it got more interesting towards the end for me, but I don't know why. Sometimes I just get this little sense at the start that this is going to be bullshit, and I had that with him and I couldn't ignore it. There's a lot of things that make me suspicious. I, I need more. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I don't really know. I don't know what else it could be. The fact he's drawing men on it is kind of what turned me off, I think, though. Mm. Had he have just seen the craft in the sky... Had he have tried to acquire a camera or some... I appreciate they're not potentially in the most well-off of areas. There might not be much technology around in 1959 in this village. But even so, just there isn't enough to get your teeth into. And if he'd just seen a craft, then it's more believable. The fact he says that he could see men on top of the craft, unless you're directly across from it or at a, a tiny angle, then it's going to be really hard to see all those people on it, especially... Unless they're bigger than the bloody craft, in which case you would see them because they'd be so high in comparison to the craft. So yeah, it's just not quite believable for me. The physics don't line up. Had he not have mentioned people, I wouldn't Only have had... Only mentioning what he saw. <laughs> is he though? Is he though? Is he? He is. What did he see then? What he explained he saw. Which was? A UFO with what he believed to be humans. And what do you believe them to be? I believe that this was... A UFO, but it wasn't aliens. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're not supporting your boy? <laughs> what? What? what, what? <laughs> I'm supporting my boy. You ain't supporting your boy. You're saying it's not aliens. He never said it was aliens. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him. I'm <laughs> supporting my boy all the way. He said it was a UFO, which it was if you can't identify it. And he said they were human. You never said they were alien. Human like. So. Didn't you say? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm sure he said human like, but not human or something like I that. I think he saw some type of experimental craft Ooh, okay. from, like you said, either the Americas or the Australians that was obviously top secret, but it's not something that they managed to get going fully you know how if that was something they tried and they tested and it worked hmm. you would see it implemented now or in the future from now i don't think this worked how they wanted it to maybe it wasn't sustainable maybe like a prototype how you see prototype cars but you never see them released on the roads or anything like that hmm. i think this craft was one of them Something went wrong with it, and he saw them trying to fix it on the fly. Then he waved at them, and they waved back. Yeah, which humans would. They'd be like, oh, there's people down there. Hi. Hello. So, for me, it's a UFO in Bill's eyes, but it's not aliens. Mm, do you know what? The more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking that he might be bullshitting completely, and it was just lights in the sky. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of other people have looked at it and come to the same sort of conclusions. And I'm just really suspicious that he's gone around talking about it. Except the, the people that were there. The 38 people that are unnamed. Yes. He could have told them all this. Look, see that big bright light in the sky? That's a person on top of that waving at you, look. Are you agreeing with Menzel? Not entirely, no. I don't like that trail of thought. <laughs> 
to, I, to I'm ask. looking at it in terms of this man has got an unhealthy sway over the village. It was not aliens. Balboa! <laughs> it was not aliens, Balboa! So thank you for joining us for today's probe. Clearly, it wasn't a straightforward one. Balboa! <laughs> As always, I have been Moonwalker. He has been Greybeard. Stay safe and remember, the truth is up there. Have you noticed any wayward animals starting to follow you? No. Have you been asking yourself questions out loud when alone? Have you been getting answers to those questions afterwards? Hash tag 